It is Thursday, June 22nd. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. The Celtics involved in a big three-team trade. And it is draft day. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Marcus Smart, Kristaps Porzingis on the move in the NBA. NBA draft is tonight. Are the top three picks settled in? And LSU stays alive in the College World Series. What's the Vegas lead, Scott? It's got to be the big three-team trade that went down in the NBA last night, sending Kristaps Porzingis from the Wizards to the Boston Celtics, a deal that involves the Memphis Grizzlies, Marcus Smart going from Boston to the Grizzlies. The whole deal uh, also includes guard Tyus Jones going to the Wizards. There's some draft picks involved as well. Uh, Danilo Gallinari, Mike. Mike Muscala going to Washington also. But the big headline here is the Celtics getting Kristaps Porzingis and sending away Marcus Smart, ending his nine-year run with the Boston Celtics. Here's why I'm okay with this for Boston. First of all, this moving on from Marcus Smart makes me think it's more likely they're going to pay Jalen Brown, Oh yeah, which I'm not crazy about necessarily, but it, it seems like that's what they're going to do. What I've been saying about Marcus Smart for a couple years now is he and Derek White are sort of repeatable. Like they're, mm. re- I, I guess they they overlap a lot. They they have a lot of similar skill sets. There's not like, which I guess in a way is good when you're when your backup comes out and there, there's not much of a drop off. But if you've got two guys that can do that job, probably want to keep the guy who is cheaper, mm-hmm. younger, uh, and m- maybe move on from Marcus Smart before he loses a step. Although Marcus Smart still. Very good defender and moves to Memphis to play with a team that is going to be very good defensively. Yeah, fourth most steals for the Celtics franchise since steals became an official stat. Only Paul Pierce, Larry Bird, and Rajon Rondo had more steals for the Boston Celtics. And now what? We have the reigning two back-to-back defensive players of the year playing on the same team yeah. in Marcus Smart and Jaron Jackson Jr. This yep. is going to be a very good defensive team. I love this move for Memphis because they will be able to withstand the 25 games that John Morant is out. But when John Morant comes back, this is still a talented team that is good enough to make a deep postseason run. And I think the one thing that prevented them from doing so in the past was maybe a little bit of immaturity, uh, a lack of toughness, if you will. And... No leadership. And those are all things that Marcus Smart will bring to this team. Yeah, no doubt. And he also gives you a a bridge uh, early in the season with John Morant's 25-game suspension. I mean, is he John Morant? No, but he's a guy you certainly feel comfortable as your starting point guard for 25 games in the season. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot to like about this for the Grizzlies. And as far as the bigger impact of this trade, it is Kristaps Porzingis going to the Boston Celtics. Over the last year, only three players averaged at least 20 points and one and a half blocks per game. Joel Embiid, Anthony Davis, and Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah, this was this is crazy to consider, but Porzingis is maybe coming off 
the best season of his career. No, he is. And it, it seemed, you know, had you asked a year before, I would have said, oh, he's probably washed. Mm-hmm. Like he, he may be on, on the way out like it was a his star burned bright and faded out quickly. Uh, but it looks like he's still got some gas in the tank, and well, let me give you starting some... to play like a, a top five draft pick. Yeah, he's coming into his own. He's he's coming off his best season, as uh, Mackenzie Rivers writes on pregame.com. Uh, player A, twenty five point six points per thirty six minutes on sixty three percent true shooting, while player B, twenty six point seven points per thirty six on forty on fifty eight percent true shooting. Player A with the sixty three percent. Is Kristaps Porzingis? That's wild, and that's not the, the the scoring is just not even a point less than player B, who's Jalen Brown. One player is going to get the highest contract in NBA history, and was NBA All Second Team last yeah. year when Kristaps Porzingis, you know, played for the Washington Wizards, who were you know had no one around him. So this is a big move. It makes the Celtics, and 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 you, we talked about it before the show. Uh, by sending away Marcus Smart now, I mean, they're going to resign Jalen Brown. So it's going to be Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Kristaps Porzingis. The odds pro- coming into this week, the Celtics were plus 550. And when the trade rumors began to float around, they moved to plus 500. They went down to plus 460, making them co favorites with the Denver Nuggets, and that's where they are pretty much right now, depending on which sports you look at, Denver plus 475, Boston plus 500, or both of them plus 460 or plus 475. This makes the Celtics better. It makes them danger more dangerous, and I think a rightful favorite in the Eastern Conference. I think so, but it, again, everything that you talked about Memphis gaining with Marcus Smart they also Boston loses. Like mm-hmm. he was kind of the heart and soul of that team. Like he he's been that guy. He's not the best player on that team, but he's certainly the leadership on that team. Uh, particularly when you've got a guy like Tatum who seems to not love the spotlight so much. Uh, it, it, Marcus Smart has been a guy who who's kind of led that squad. I, I like this for for both teams. I I should say all three teams. I I, I like it for Washington because clearly they they're just trying to you know stack picks. Uh, but I mean, Memphis really all they gave up is draft capital and they, they give up the 25th selection today and they give up the the pick that they got from the Warriors mm-hmm. for next year, which is top four protected. Um, so they give up two first rounders, but they get a guy who's going to instantly impact their team. Like feels like everybody kind of wins here, right? Yeah, everyone does win. And they were this was originally going to be a three-team deal that involved the LA Clippers. The original deal was going to send Malcolm Brogdon to the Clippers, but they couldn't get that deal done. It fell through, and they had until midnight last night to get a deal done because Porzingis had to opt in to his $36 million player option by midnight. So the Boston Celtics then pivoted away from the Clippers, got Memphis involved in the deal, and that's how this three-team deal comes together. Porzingis is 28 years old, or he will be 28 years old, and he has coming off a career high, 23.2 points, 8.4 rebounds, 2.7 assists, 1.5 blocks per game. And uh, yeah, former fourth overall pick by the Knicks and was playing in his first full season in Washington. He's been on the move, right? From the Knicks to the Mavericks to Washington, now to Boston. Hopefully this guy picks on, uh, stays on with the team for a while because he certainly has a lot to offer. Yeah, it's, it's not cheap getting this guy, but 
it does feel like sort of a uh, pushing the chips to the middle of the table move for the uh, the Celtics. And the, and the odds are reflecting it. Uh, elsewhere in the NBA, we have news out of Milwaukee. Chris Middleton has Not declined. Not good news for Milwaukee. Middleton declines his $40 million player option, so he will become a free agent. But... A return to the Bucks on a new deal is still a possibility. So I sure. think if you're Milwaukee, you're optimistic that that's what's going to happen. But if he does not return to the Bucks, I don't see Milwaukee staying as the fourth favorite to win the NBA title. They next year. can't uh, because we we've seen that you know, as great as Giannis is, and he is great. He needs probably more than Chris Middleton. Like we talked about them being a big two and really needing to add a third guy to feel like it could put them over the top. Losing him would be – it'd be setting them back a bit. And you'd, you'd basically be a, a younger version of Portland where you've got this great player and mm-hmm. you know that he's great, but you have a hard time putting pieces around them. He's 32 years old, so it's, he's not exactly a spring chicken. And he's coming off surgery? Yeah. Like so knee it's, surgery? It's, this, this is just – it's confusing to me. It's like – $40 million is a lot of money for a 32-year-old coming off an injury. Yeah. So to decline that, is it just maybe why get 40 for one when you can get 60 for two? Yeah, maybe. Right? And just have the security of playing and having that that second year and then also an extra $20 million. Yeah. So, like, you're not going to make $40 million for one season. You'll make $30 million for one season, but at least you're, you're guaranteed like a second year. Or maybe he wants a deal. Maybe he's going to get 25 for three years. You know, I don't know. But here's the truth of this, and this is kind of a sad state of affairs, but it's the, the reality of it. Small market teams, and Milwaukee falls under mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Once they win a championship, they are often less inclined to overpay to keep winning. Yeah, And it wouldn't shock me if, if he's able to get a better deal elsewhere and Milwaukee just kind of fades into oblivion possibly it'll be that you would hate, be a shame you, you hate to see it when you've mm-hmm. got a guy like Giannis but that you know if, if this were uh you know if this was Boston or, or LA mm-hmm. I don't think that happens but in Milwaukee it's it's a real possibility but he could still return there and there could be a restructuring of this deal this could all be a calculated team-friendly move because Everyone's talking about that whole apron, 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 you know, to get under these uh, salary tax thresholds and whatnot. Um, Elsewhere, the Denver Nuggets not done wheeling and dealing as as we expected. They were going to try and get into the first round, and they have. The Nuggets acquire the 29th and 32nd overall picks in tonight's draft from the Pacers. It's a deal that will send a 2024 first-round pick and the 40th overall pick tonight back to Indiana in the deal. The 2024 first-rounder that's going to the Pacers is the pick that the Nuggets got from the Oklahoma City Thunder in the trade that they made during the NBA Finals. Okay, yes. I mean, you you mentioned it. They've, they've been sort of trying to angle their mm-hmm. way into their the maneuvering. first round. Yep. Uh, this makes sense. Well, because is, they need to build a roster. You've got to keep building, and you might lose your sixth man, Bruce Brown. Well, you, th- they will, but but they don't they don't have anybody else. Like yeah. they they well they haven't lost them yet, but they probably will. But they don't they don't have money to spend on anybody else. So you have to build a roster with controllable low salary players that you're drafting, and first round picks will have more of an impact on yeah, the team. No doubt. You've and you've already got three guys on max contracts, yeah. and once you've got that. 
I mean, it's great because you just want an NBA title, uh-huh. but it's hard to to build around that. It's hard to build around that, especially without draft capital. And I think having Christian Brown, who was, I, I, I think, sort of blossoming mm-hmm. uh, in the playoffs, I think he's going to be a, a real piece for them next season. Uh, but adding some, another young piece around him, I, I think the Nuggets are, are going to they're going to be just fine filling out these the filling out the rotation. So now the Pacers they have Tyrese Halliburton, they have Benedict Matherin, and next year we'll have two first round picks. So okay. maybe it's not the Pacers this coming season. They still have four picks tonight. They have the seventh overall pick, the twenty sixth pick, the fortieth, and the fifty fifth. And they're still active in trade discussions. So they might flip a couple of picks and move up or down or whatever. But to have two first-rounders next year, I mean, this is – it's it's going to be an exciting roster in, like, three years from now. Yeah. Or, I mean, it could be – Or it could be in 2024. Listen, after, yeah. if they take that seven pick mm-hmm. and either their second first-rounder tonight or, or one of the next first-rounders first rounder for next year, a little bit. I mean, you, yeah. could be, you could find yourself in the top three or four and then – you know, well, probably not the top three. Although maybe Portland wants out of that third pick. Maybe been saying so. There's a lot of options on the table now for Indiana. Well, speaking of the draft tonight, uh, let's talk about these picks. Is it a foregone conclusion? We know who the top three picks are now. It's starting to feel that way. Yeah. Uh, the odds certainly say it, and we. I mean, we know who the first pick is. And we mentioned on yesterday morning's show the massive odd shift mm-hmm. uh, towards Brandon Miller being the second overall pick. Um, and a lot of that, I mean, a lot of the, I guess, the doubt or the the hesitancy or the, the thought that maybe he wouldn't be was off the court stuff. And maybe there's been some sort of clearing up of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I, I'm not his lawyer. I don't know. But. It's quite possible that things are starting to clear up for him and teams are more comfortable, you know, using draft capital on him. So uh, Brandon Miller's a hell of a player. There's just a question mark about what happened last year at Alabama hanging over his head. So apparently, it, it seems like the that Charlotte's comfortable with it. And the most obvious headline of the year on ESPN.com yesterday was Charlotte GM says they're eyeing two players with second pick. Well, shut yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a clear top three. You're not going to get the number yeah. one. You're eyeing the other two. That makes sense. Uh, if you look now at the odds this morning, Brandon Miller minus 500 to go second overall, and Scoot Henderson minus 500 to go third overall. Eamon Thompson minus 350 to go fourth, and uh, Asur Thompson plus, four fifth, plus 150 to go fifth. Okay. Which is interesting because Cam Whitmore is the second favorite to go fourth, but he's not the first favorite to go fifth. Yeah. That is, and a lot of that is what, you know, what, what teams what need. Teams, yeah. 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 So, so that, that makes some sense. I'm curious to see if there's going to be any more trades tonight. Uh, we know the Spurs have number one, and it'll be uh, uh, Victor Wembignana. And then you have the Hornets at two, the Blazers at three. Will the Blazers stay? At three, I think, is the first question. And then will somebody else be moving here in tonight's NBA draft? And one more thing on the draft, AJ. When Bignana goes one, you know, Brandon Miller, Scoot Henderson, you could have those three players or Chet Holmgren for Rookie of the Year. Yeah, Chet Holm- Like, Make no mistake, Chet Holmgren's like a legit contender for Rookie of the Year. That's why anytime you're putting a bet on Wimbenyama, it's not just Scoot. It's not just Brandon Miller. Like mm-hmm. you have to consider that Chet Holmgren is there, and Chet Holmgren is going to be playing on what looks like a pretty dangerous team. Chet Holmgren plus four fifty 
to be the rookie of the year. Wembenyama, minus 225. I'd really, much rather have the plus 450 on Chet Holmgren. I think I would, too, although, I mean, I certainly see the the upside. Of, yeah, but of I got a guy on. that I has mean, spent an entire year in an NBA organization. Yeah. And, and now he gets to be on the court finally. Yeah. I think he's going to have an impact. He's been practicing with NBA players more so than, you know, Wembenyama playing in France. I think it's funny, like, uh, Wimby and, and Holmgren are similar in that I think they're both, like, incredibly, toothpicks. incredibly talented guys, and I think the downside, like, when you do their upside and downside, mm-hmm. all the downside with both of them is injury-related. Like, well, that's it, what it, I said. Last year, going to the draft, I told everyone I wanted no part of Chet Holmgren, and people, you know, got mad at me on Twitter, and I took the heat, but you know what? I said, this guy's going to break down. I said, he's someone's going to buy. I gave the weight of all the centers in the NBA, and I literally ran down the list. And I was like, Anthony Davis, 2'6", 260. I was like, I was literally going down the weight. And I'm sitting here going like Chet Holmgren. And when he was coming in, he was not listed as whatever he is, like 195 now. No, he's more like 185 or something. And I said, you tell me this guy's going to, like, guard Joel Embiid? Yeah. Like, he's going to guard Anthony Davis? You know, Zion Williamson, break him with his butt. You know, like something's going to happen to this kid where he's getting bodied down low and he might get hurt. But it's ironic. And he he got hurt in, in, you know, rookie league. Yeah, but it's ironic that you mentioned Zion, who no one's— Oh, that guy never gets— No no one's questioning if his body's built to take the NBA, but he's hurt all the time, too. Well, I think he's just out of shape. Maybe so. Yeah. But I, He's the I, most jacked out of shape guy ever, though. I, I do think that Wimanyama has a chance to be, like, one of the five best players in the NBA. Like, his, I watched a lot of film on him over the last couple of weeks, and it's it's incredible. Like, his offensive game, he, like, he has a chance to be like Otani, like one of the five best mm. uh, offensive and defensive players in the, in the league. What's crazy is, like, when he shoots threes, it's like a free throw because his arms extend it's so just, far like out. He's dropping it <laughs> yeah, in. It's, it's crazy. It's like Michael Jordan in Space Jam reaching for the rim and then just dropping it in. That's Wembenyama shooting a three. Uh, so he's minus 225, rookie of the year. Scoot Henderson plus 350. Then Chet Holmgren plus 450. Brandon Miller plus 950. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it, and it's so easy here. Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time. For no additional charge, find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, it's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped aboard as a sponsor with us, 
I've been drinking AG1 because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. We're going streaking. Through the quad and into the gymnasium as the Cincinnati Reds have won 11 straight games. They're 40 and 35 on the season, still with a negative 14 run differential. And also streaking the San Francisco Giants, 10 straight wins, yet they're still two and a half games back in second place. I'll tell you what, I really don't like this Giants streak because uh, Fez and I have that bet together on the Angels to have more wins than the Giants. Uh-huh. And because of this 10th straight win, the Giants are now 42 and 32. Uh-oh. The Angels 41 and 35. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it was looking great until the Giants won 10 straight games. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but now there's going to be runs. But it's Major know? League Baseball. Everything changes in one week in Major League Baseball. Literally. A one good week from a team or one bad week. We saw the the A's have their winning streak, and now they have a losing streak. So you go from you can win seven in a row, lose seven in a row. Like it happens in Major League Baseball all the time. Uh, let's take a look at what's on the schedule for today because we do have some day games. Uh, the Braves and Phillies will play uh, this afternoon. In a, it's not the makeup game from yesterday. Yesterday's game is not going to get made up until September. So this will just be the, you know, final game and then, you know, the teams will head out of, get out of Dodge. Bryce Elder will get the start for the Braves. Aaron Nola goes for Philadelphia. Atlanta's minus 115 on the road. The Diamondbacks are at the Nationals. This is a makeup game, a makeup game from June 8th. So it's like a weird spot and I wonder how we take advantage of this weird schedule spot. So this was a built-in off day for both teams. And so now think about this. The Diamondbacks were in Milwaukee. They played three games in Milwaukee. Now, instead of having an off day and then traveling to San Francisco for their next series, they hop on a plane from Milwaukee, they travel to Washington to play the Nationals, and then get on a plane and head to San Francisco to take on the Giants. So we may be looking to fade them tomorrow. Tomorrow against the Giants is what I'm not thinking Not today about. against Arizona? Or not today against Washington, I mean? Mm, no. No, I think it's just, it's Jake Irvin, it's Tommy Henry, Arizona's minus 155. I wouldn't fade them today, but tomorrow against the Giants, uh, I would. Okay. Uh, the Red Sox, or maybe just go like a first five under. Yeah. Because, you know, maybe you don't want to, 
I mean, Logan Webb is going to be on the mound tomorrow, yeah. so maybe something like. But then the Giants are so hot. How could you bet against them? Uh, Red Sox and Twins will continue. We'll finish up their series. Uh, Joe Ryan on the hill for the Twins, and Justin Garza is going to be pitching for the Red Sox. Garza um, this season has thrown well. 13 innings in relief. Uh, he's allowed five or seven runs in those 13 innings, five of them earned. So going to be a bullpen day, going to be an opener situation. Um, there's no line right now because I don't know if uh, it's official. Whenever there's an opener, they could switch it and they're going to wind up having like somebody else be the opener and then the bulk guy. But right now it's scheduled Garza against Joe Ryan and the twins picked up an extra inning win to avoid losing three to straight, the window, baby. And Sonny Gray, no decision, but Kyle Farmer single in the 10th gave the twins the five, four win last night. Elsewhere, you have the A's at the Guardians. J.P. Sears on the mound for the A's. Logan Allen for Cleveland. Cleveland's minus 178. Padres are at the Giants. Blake Snell going for San Diego. Alex Wood for San Francisco. The Giants can't be stopped. Ten straight winners, and yet they're dogs at home. San Diego's minus 125. Oof. That's, uh, that's, it's tough to bet against them right now, no doubt. But, it, it, I mean, it's got to come to an end at some point, right? You would think. Blake Ten- Snell, has Blake Snell gotten any better? It's, mm, it seems like, yeah. he, I mean, his ERA is now below three He's and a half. He's now had five straight like really good starts. Okay. I mean, maybe he's Blake Snell again. Yeah. So maybe that's so a fair number. In his last one, two, three, four, his last five starts, he has thrown uh, uh, 20, 30 innings. Okay. In his last 30 innings, he's allowed two runs. Damn. I may have to take a stab at San Diego there. He's allowed two runs in his last 30 innings pitched. Okay. That's 19 innings in uh, June, and then uh, the last two starts in May, six innings and five innings, so 11 innings. And what's the total in this game? Total is, let's see, San Francisco is always going to be low, eight and a half. I mean, both these teams have been hitting the crap out of the ball. Mm. So that's it, confusing because I don't know if, like, I mean, you mentioned how, how good Snell's been, but boy, the bats have been hot for both these squads. Yeah, I lean towards, I guess you got to back, lean towards backing Blake Snell and this could have been a different outcome last night. The Padres, you know, Tatis threw out a runner at home plate, and for the second night in a row, Major League Baseball's stupid blocking the plate rule overturns and out. Terrible. Where it uh, the rule is you can't be in the base path without the ball. Yeah. And the replay showed that when the ball was coming in, Gary Sanchez, his foot was on the other side of the foul line. Therefore, it was in the baseline before the ball came to him. But the runner wasn't there yet. The ball, exactly. The ball, if you haven't seen this play, look at my Twitter page, at Scott's on air. The ball beat the guy by a mile. The ball beat him. I just, I, I honestly, I think that there has to be some sort of stipulation when you replay things like that, that if it's not a close play, I don't know. It's so dumb. I mean, replay sometimes. I understand it. Like, get the call right, but that should not be a reviewable play. Yeah. That should either be I agree. that should that should be the umpires making a discretionary call on the ruling, and that's it. You should not be able to review whether or not there was obstruction. That's my opinion on that. So, and the Padres could have easily won that game last night. Here's an interesting line. 
The Shane McClanahan-led Rays oh, are home against the Royals. Can I play guess? Jose Quas going for the Royals. Give me a guess on the line. Is the first number mi- minus three? Oh, yeah. 340. 365. Oh, my God. <laughs> it'll be it'll be higher than that. I think it goes up. I mean, nobody's going like, you know what? Give me the Royals against, you know, maybe the best pitcher in the in the world. Like, Shane McClanahan, 11-1 with a 2.12 ERA. Um, here's the play that I'm probably going to look at for this one. I think I'm going to look at the Royals in the first five innings. Let's see, I was looking for your expression there. Like I, you're, I, I, you're, I thought there's got to be something, no, no, like yeah, some yeah, kind no. of trick. No. Royals in the first five innings. Under oh, one and a half runs. Okay. Yeah. I was like, man, maybe you've got something I didn't see, but because I don't think Shane McClanahan's not going to give up any runs. I can't imagine. I, I honestly wouldn't, especially be, at home. I use money. I wouldn't be surprised if like their total in the first five innings is a half a run. What's minus one and a half? Like, what's the uh, the run line for the game? Oh, the run line for the game is let's see, minus one sixty five. Man. It feels nice. McClanahan at home, a 1.64 ERA, 5-0, and opponent's batting average, 177. I, I think that minus one and a half is tempting, but you might be right. The uh, the, the Royals under may be the way to go. Yeah. Uh, Pirates at the Marlins. Mitch Keller going for the Pirates. Braxton Garrett from Miami. Miami's minus 140. And the Mariners at the Yankees. Domingo Herman gets a start for New York. Brian Wu. For the Mariners, the Yankees are minus 120. Yankees have taken the first two games of this series. College World Series down to three teams as Florida took care of business yesterday, uh, knocking off TCU by a final of 3-2. to two. LSU, 5-2 winners over Wake Forest, uh, the, pr- the pre-tournament favorites, Wake Forest got an early lead. LSU's bats woke up, and here we are with a rubber game today between Wake Forest and LSU. Scott, let's look at some odds. What do the odds say about these two teams in their third matchup today? LSU's minus 155, Wake Forest plus 125 on the comeback. Okay, and that's funny because Wake Forest was the pre-tournament betting yes. favorite. Mm-hmm. So that and they were only, and they were a favorite yesterday in the game that they lost. That can only tell us one thing, at least with what's going on for LSU tonight. Paul Skeens on the mound. Paul Skeens on the mound, the projected number one pitcher taken in the draft. Yep, although, second overall pick. Yeah, right behind his teammate. His teammate. <laughs> uh, but uh, this is this is fascinating. It, it kind of brings up the debate on whether or not you should be throwing your ace to get there to the finals or do you save him for the finals? I'm a believer in if, if they are throwing schemes tonight, I'm a believer in this because you don't want to go home with y- your best pitcher mm-hmm. sitting on the bench. I'm just thinking like maybe you start somebody else and that, so we threw 125 pitches on Saturday. This would be the fifth day. He's had ample rest. He can play, you know, today, but, I'm but just, he'd be unavailable even if it went to a yes, game three. Yes. I'm just thinking though, like what if you start somebody else, and then maybe if that pitcher's dealing, you save Skeens for game one of the championship series. Or if the guy gets in trouble, 
you take them out and you bring skeins in. The only issue is like how short is that leash? Exactly. At what point? Like what if the what if he loads the bases in the first inning and you're like, all right, I'm gonna see if he gets out of it. Then it's a grand slam. And then you're down four nothing. And when you've got a guy like him who's I mean such a great starter, this guy's not used to coming out yeah. of the bullpen. He's not he's not in his routine. Are you gonna get the best out of mm-hmm. him? It seems unlikely. So. Yeah, I, and you know what? When if he does pitch today, and they do make it to the championship series, he's probably he's probably available for game three of the championship series if they get to a game three. I don't think so. No, if he pitches today, that, What's the, the schedule game, game three would be on Monday. So mm, I mean, that's it, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's three days rest. Yeah. If they, do, I, I'd feel bad for him if they do that, considering this kid's about to make millions and millions yeah. of dollars. You don't uh, feel bad when he throws 125 pitches? I do. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to me, but you know, I, I know these guys want to do this for their team. But man, there's a lot of money at risk here. So the pitching matchup that is expected to happen today is Paul Skeens against Rhett Lauder. Rhett Lauder is the ace of uh, Wake Forest and the projected 11th overall pick. In, in the upcoming draft, maybe the 10th, maybe, maybe he goes into the top 10, especially after a good performance here in the College World Series. Here's a side-by-side comparison of their stats this season. Skeens with a 1.81 ERA, louder a 1.99 ERA. Skeens a 0.78 whip, louder a 0.96 whip. When Skeens takes the mound, LSU is 15-3 and this year. When louder takes the mound, Wake Forest is undefeated, eighteen and zero. What? They have and not. They have not lost the game that he has pitched. And they are a dog tonight. You're yeah, s- plus one twenty-five. But he's not confirmed yet as the pitcher, right? No. Their head coach says he's he's not a hundred percent sold that it's going to be louder. They're going to see how he feels, and then they're going to uh, they're going to check in. I'll be honest. If he if he's announced as the pitcher, I think I would like some some plus money on Wake Forest here. I do believe that there's a point where you win so many games when this guy's on the hill, you feel like you can't lose. 18-0 and 0 makes me feel like, yeah, they think that. It's like the anti-Jordan Lyles effect. Like, imagine <laughs> how the Royals feel every time Jordan Lyles uh, steps out on the mound. They're like, oh, shit, here we go again. Jordan's pitching. We got no shot. Uh I would imagine that there's a, a an anti that feeling when this guy's on the hill. So I, I don't know, man. I, I think it's hard to pass on him as a dog uh, for on, on a guy who hasn't lost all season long. Louder pitched on Saturday uh, in the win against Stanford. He went five and a third innings, a hundred pitches, seven hits, two runs, six strikeouts. Yeah, it wasn't his sharpest outing, and it actually they were actually in some trouble in that game. But again. They don't lose when he pitches, apparently. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, this is this is a fascinating game, a fascinating pitching matchup, if that's the pitching matchup that we get, in fact. Love to see a matchup of two top ten draft picks. Uh, speaking of draft tonight, once again, the NBA draft tonight. And in the spirit of the NBA draft and the upcoming Major League Baseball amateur draft, which will feature Paul Skeens and Rhett Lauder, the promo code for this show is DRAFT20. No, not the 2020 draft, but draft 20 is going to get you 20% off at pregame.com. we got a variety of incredible packages available for you at pregame.com, or you simply want a daily best bet, go find your favorite pregame pro and get a daily best bet and take 20% off of it using our coupon draft 20, or you can get a seven day all access package. Maybe you want to get a weekender all access starting uh, maybe tomorrow. 
Either way you slice it, anything you want at pregame.com. Once you are a pregame.com member, you can certainly use any of our promo codes like DRAFT20 to take 20% off your purchase. And if you are not a pregame.com member, signing up is free. And when you do sign up, you get a free $25 in site credit just for joining. For AJ Hoffman, I'm Scott Sattenberg. We are straight out of Vegas AM.